right guys so welcome and thank you for sitting down with me at the end of the year 2019 it has been one hell of a year for different and different growth if i start with you Rach, let's just really just kick into it what has been one of the standout moments for you this year a uh, standout moment wow okay uh, i think i mean you're right it's been a big year for us um, in way of uh, in way of growth in way of people and in way of kind of ongoing successes really personally i think i really liked our summer bash i think that was the sort of standout moment for me yeah because it was i mean aside from sort of christmas last year it's the first time as a business we've mm-hmm. brought everybody together and you know when you kind of look at these corporate firms and kind of like all <coughs> the events that they put on it's usually kind of like the summer events, you know, sort of the families coming together, the personnel, the barbecues and everything that you associate with a nice, fun, loving company. Um, and it kind of gave me the impression for the first time that we are, we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say that the summer bash was really fun to be able to actually, like, as odd as it sounds, sit in a field. Watching not... Rich come down that slide was fantastic. <laughs> I'd say, mate, recovering from that slide <laughs> for about the next three weeks was uh, was fantastic. Brilliant. Um, we have some one, great pictures out of that. It's one of those. Um, it's one of those funny ones, isn't it? Because you get lulled into a false sense of security, and the first time down it felt fine, and the second time down I literally felt ruined. So uh, it was uh, it was quite uh, quite a leap forward, literally. Oh, brilliant. And for you, Rach, that actually was a time where you had to kind of step back from the business because of having some medical issues with your eyes and stuff, which you've been quite public about anyway, quite transparent. Has that been difficult for you to like step back and then come back in and, and stuff like that? I um, I think that's a really good question. I mean, my version of step back and others may be slightly different. But um, I, yeah, you're right. I had to take a week out after each um, each eye. And I think, you know, and I have spoken about this publicly and I've blogged about it. Um, I found the whole experience particularly humbling. And that was because I, um, I guess I've trusted in my own abilities for such a long period of time. And I couldn't see, uh, you know, I couldn't cross the road on my own. Um, and the closer it came, uh, the time for the surgery was less and less that I could do. Uh, and it really freaked me out. It made me very dependent on others. You know, I hadn't been able to drive for a few months before. Um, and and then you can't also leap straight back into it. So, you know, d- despite having a, a week off after each eye, it t- has taken uh, 16 weeks for each eye to fully heal. Uh, and so, of course, you know, it's a, um, it's more of a slog doing a, a normal eight-hour day, let alone, you know, a kind of different day. So, uh, so yes, it's been, uh, it's been a challenging experience. I don't think you would have done the mudslide if you could see entirely what you were getting yourself into. I'll tell you I something, if, if, if I had been able to see, um, I, I definitely wouldn't have been uh, been up there for a second time. Not a cat in hell chance. <laughs> I don't think I even did it once. <laughs> Next time. And for you, Steve, have it because you guys ever you know Rachel's jumped on board with different, and as a duo, you've been doing things. What was it like for you to then lose that teammate? Yeah, it's difficult. Um, Rachel's come on, and this is effectively the first year 
where Rachel's come on in the capacity of CEO. And that's for a reason. Um, and, you know, all of the great things that we know and love Rachel for. Um, for her to take, take a step back, we work great together. You know, we're a great partnership. And uh, it's a bit like losing your sort of sidekick, if you like, for a little I thought, while. I thought you were going to say wife for an awful moment there. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> often referred to as my work wife. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, I can was, assure you, you're as close to a husband as I'm getting, mate. And uh, the thing is, you know, what we know and what we value is health always comes first. So that was always going to be the top priority. And we knew Rachel would come back in this in the fashion she did so uh yeah we missed her while she was out but mm. uh, it needed to be done yeah that's really interesting and and for you like different have won awards and that's great but what have you actually learned this year from may even from the awards or from the the highlights of having that um summer bash and, and what have you but what are the actual things that you guys have have learned this year that have led you maybe to to think differently or to act differently? That's a very good question. I think the dynamics of the business change as it grows. You know, from what you want the business to be when you first start out, it's very, very easy to implement a, a kind of culture, an environment, a working environment, when the business itself is very small. And it's, you know, be it a handful of people or a dozen people or so. Of course, when they're, when they're spread across various locations nationwide and the business grows to the extent that we have done here and now, trying to keep that culture um, and keep the dynamics of the business and actively evolve the business to where we find ourselves here and now is definitely easier said than done. Definitely. How about you, Rach? What have you learned? I think that I think learning uh, there's probably two answers to that. There's learning personally, and then there's learning um, in the role that I'm in um, within different. From a personal standpoint, I have um, I have learned more about presenting in the last twelve months than I've done for a, uh, you know for for probably a number of years prior to that. I've had the opportunity to go and um, talk across public and private sector about. Um, some of the work that we're doing, but also some of the matters that really, some of the issues that really matter to me, like diversity, um, like imposter syndrome, um, and being able to go and talk at private sector organisations uh, about my experiences in that was, was powerful for me. I, I don't know how not to learn. I have a really inquiring mind, and for me it is constantly uh, evolving, I guess, and the, the other learning for me has been around establishing an advisory board for different. Um, so creating governance, you know, useful governance, not doing it just for the sake of doing it, but in creating an advisory board who have helped with some of the decision making, um, who have been a sounding board and, and mentoring in, in way of, you know, reaching out and asking, asking questions. I think the other thing I've probably learned is, is some of the podcasting. Um, I wasn't sure I would know how to listen um, well enough to, to do the podcasting. And, um, you know, in running the, the Business Change series earlier this year, I, I, I feel that I've probably learned a new skill uh, and I've been able to apply it, which, which for me is, is always uh, important. 
I, I think from a company perspective, I've learned that, you know, to Steve's point, the company does grow and it evolves and it's not going to follow a linear path. It's not going to follow exactly what we want it to do. Um, and we're going to have bumps in the road and we've certainly had a few of those and we're going to have massive highs and we're going to also have uh, lows and we you know we need to to learn how to handle some of those i think the the learning the learning for me has been reinforced really in this year um and this is learning when i first came into different i was quite open about the fact that you know not all of the people in the company will remain the same in 12 months in 24 months and in 36 uh, and that has become a reality and will continue to evolve and that's all right you know, the, the learning for me around that is it, it doesn't need to be the same people, the same way, the same processes. It's constantly evolving. And, and that's that's exciting. And, you know, we're, we're learning every minute of every day. You know, we've made some mistakes this year. And I've been transparent about those on podcasts previously. You know, everyone's going to make mistakes. But I think it's, it's are you going to learn from them? Are you going to do something yeah, differently next time? Uh, that's the important bit. Yeah. Very, very valid point. Um, I love podcasts. I've often been told I've got a face for radio. Um, it's you've okay. got a face for video. We want to get you out there a bit more. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. But um, as the business has grown, and Rach is right, you know, we've we've made mistakes, um, a fair few mistakes, and we will continue to make mistakes. It's all part and parcel of a successful business, a growing business. There's no business in the world, you know, don't care who you are, that doesn't make a mistake. And we have, most important thing is, we learn from it. Um, and we try our very darndest not to make that same mistake again, which I don't think we've ever done. I know we've made no. mistakes, but... No, and I think there's some that we've, we've, you know, we've sort of had in the last, I can think of a few in the last couple of months that we just know we will never, ever do again. Yeah, definitely. And you say, so, you know, <clears throat> you, you, you are pretty open about things that haven't gone well, um, and learning from them. Does that mean that different, you guys personally, at the end of 2019, you're where you should be, where you thought you would be? Or is there, you know, like Rachel said, there's variations and, and it doesn't follow in a near path? That's a, that's a good question. I remember talking about this last year. And, uh, you know, last year we regarded it as a success. We grew the business in the way we wanted for that year, being kind of effectively our first real year, if you like. And we were looking forward 12 months and, you know, it's kind of looking at the size of the business, where we expect it to be. Um, and we're kind of there or thereabouts. Now, I'll be honest, looking at it at that time, because the goalposts always shift, when you get there, it's just accepted as, right, great, yeah, we've done well, but what's next? And it's always what's next. But 12 months ago, where we were expected to be, it seemed like a bit of a tall order. Do you remember, Rachel, we were sort of talking about the size of the company and, you know, looking, and we, and we kind of put a number to it and we thought, no, never, never. That, that, that's probably a bit too much too soon, but we're pretty much there or thereabouts. Now that, that in itself is fantastic. I would, uh, I would I would agree with um, I would agree with what Steve has said there. I think the the one thing that we 
there's many things we have in common, but the one thing that definitely unites us is that desire to keep on moving those goalposts. That's not to be unrealistic, but it's to push the boundaries mm. um, and to keep on striving to, you know, to be the best. Um, and from a turnover perspective, we will close out on probably seven, seven and a half million, mm -hmm. which is, you know, that was optimistic when we set that plan. Um, and, and I think the, you know, in, in just hitting that number, you can, you know, you can always just hit a number. But we've done so much work around um, our people, our processes, our systems, you know, how we onboard, how we hire into the company. Um, and and you know, there's huge kind of improvements um, in, in that space. I think that the, you know, the, the challenge will be going to the next level, uh, will be interesting, both financially uh, and what it actually takes to run and to govern a business if we're going to go after probably 10 million in way of turnover next year. Um, you know, that's another, it's another big leap forward. Um, and we have closed a lot of gaps in this last 12 months. You know, I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that we've got a, a business transformation client um, who we started working with this year, that somebody, um, an organisation is trusting us to lead their full business transformation. So it's not just about the numbers, it's also about us cementing our services, our offerings, you know, honing the techniques that we we use to actually help clients deliver. That's That for me is, you know, equally as important, if not more so, from the turnover. Absolutely. And, and I think in line with that, it is all about the fact that we've invested in the business. We've invested in the business to future-proof it for what's to come, which in itself is great because most care about where they are at present and what the near future entails. And, you know, we've kind of, I don't know, it's a coin phrase, put our money where our mouth is. Yeah. Because we've been told that what we've done over the last 12 years in the investment in the business isn't the type of thing that's done by businesses of our size. It's done by businesses far bigger than us. But we want to get there, and when we're there, not have to do it at that point. I think the other interesting bit for me is in moving away from, you know, having one director um, and moving to a place where we have three really strong, really capable directors, um, that starts to that starts to to set the foundations in a more robust way um, around how we will run the business going forward. Uh, some of the stuff that Steve and I have, have been talking about is, um, you know, is is planning ahead for that. Do we need a do we need an independent chair? Do we need a management board mm -hmm. uh, as well as the advisory board to, to help us get where we want to, to go? We've got some really big strategic partnerships in place now as we go into the next calendar year. Um, and these guys are going to be expecting an awful lot from us. Uh, so, you know, this isn't sit back on your laurels and, you know, um, sort of start smoking in the 50s. Uh, this is let's get down and dirty and, and get uh, get stuck in. I'd, I'd agree. That's 2019, and it hasn't been a linear path. You guys seem to be quite eyes wide open on the fact that it isn't. What about 2020? You're moving into it in quite a positive way, it sounds. Yeah. So how do you envision 2020 going for different? I'll tell you what, just before we touch on to 2020, we're going to end this year on a bank. 
last year, Christmas, we had two separate events. You know, we had the team down in London, we had the team up in Newcastle, both fun times, it's great crack. Um, and even last year, remember we were sort of at the event and we were talking about what, how great it would be to bring everyone together and you know, the numbers that would involve and everything. And we're doing it, you know, be it that everybody, everybody nationwide is going up to Newcastle. It's the whole company as one together in one location for the first time, a bit like our summer bash. That's a fantastic way to end the year. Yeah, I, I mean, I absolutely agree. I think the getting everybody together is really important. Um, I think that we, um, you know, we're closing with a nice internal event where we will be giving um, some of our teams recognition for the work that they have been involved in um, and, you know, calling out some of the stuff that we're doing. I mean, we're running live services for the NHS. We're in a very different place to where we were 12 months ago, pardon the, uh, pardon the pun. Um, and, you know, we've moved into that transformation space. So I think to, to echo Steve's point, we've got a lot, to, uh, a lot to celebrate. And in a way, and we've been talking about this a lot over the last week or two, it's quite old school to actually pay for your staff to all go to a Christmas do these days. Most companies don't do that. You know, they don't lay on the accommodation. They don't lay on the travel. Um, I think we would probably be uh, in less than 10% of organisations in the UK that do that. So I think that sets us apart a little bit as well. Wow. I didn't know that. Uh, it's fundamentally changed. It's, it just doesn't happen any longer. In answer to your question, 2020, you know, as, as sort of Rach touched upon, we've got a big agenda for next year. And it doesn't just stem off the back of uh, another giant step for the business and increase from sort of ending this year, closing the year out of 7.2, 7.3, to then 10 mil. You know, numbers, numbers are all well and good. They're easy to pluck out of the air. Give me a number, 12 million, 14 million. But actually this is all strategically part and parcel of our forecasted plan. And you know, the next year that is kind of where we expect to be. Now, it's easy to pluck that number out. But you know the fact that we've already seemed to generate just above fifty-five percent of that number already before we enter into that financial year is again massive for us. Um, as part of the investment that we've made, you know we are increasing the size of our sales division, which for companies like ours, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Rich, but it's kind of unprecedented. You know, I think our competitors. Would, would operate uh, and do operate in a slightly different way. So, you know, business development isn't, um, it's almost a daily word in the public sector, um, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that it also mirrors our ambition to move into the private sector in 2020 and go after, you know, picking up more and more work. You know, we've, we've secured a couple of clients in financial services, but we will be um, aggressively wanting to have a play in a wider market. And I'll tell you now, uh, and, I, and I can comfortably speak for both of us. We look at next year. Dread to think what you're about to say. We look at next year. I know you well enough. We look at next year and we think, right, this is where we want to end the year out. This is kind of where we want to be. And, you know, it's kind of one of those where, wow, that, that seems phenomenal. If we can get there and sort of generate all that enthusiasm. But when we're there, it's going to be okay, great. And I'll kind of sit back. It's great that we've done it, don't get me wrong, but it's right. We're there now, so let's not sit on our laurels. This is next year's. I think the interesting bit next year will be some of our 
bigger projects are finishing and so we are going to need to um, and we are already starting to plan strategically for how do we handle that you know we have a dozen permanent staff in Newcastle who are uh, plan to roll off a project at the back end of next year and and we you know we, we will want to do right by those guys um, and, and girls and make sure uh, that we are moving them within a commutable distance of, of where they are currently um, and that strategically is a you know it's a really key piece for us um, I think the other bit is you know we, we've got some really strong opportunities across health and we've just started a big piece of work with police ICT, which will cover all 40 police forces around the UK. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going into, as Steve says, we're going in not only with half of our target secured business, but with a really healthy pipeline. And, you know, our service offerings around um, some of the Wardley mapping and creating situational awareness, but also the rich picture and kind of using visual tools for engagement and for strategy and for operational plans. Um, you know, I presented that earlier today to a private sector client and they're you know, absolutely loving it. Uh, they've never seen anything like it. So I think there's, um, you know, I think it will be a tricky time with the wider political situation. But, you know, we're, we're going after a, a, a higher number turnover-wise, but also a more sustained growth. So we're not targeting growth on quite the same level that we've had in the last two years. We're mindful of the market and mindful of our commitments to our people. Uh, and that will be our top priority. Absolutely. Okay. Ex exciting times to grow. And I think, you know, the operative term there is sustained growth. It's not just a case of doing it for the sake of or, you know, sort of a big bang type of approach. Um, the fact of the matter is we have people that work in the business that we've invested in, that um, we are very considerate of. Um, and it's not here today, gone tomorrow type of approach. Everybody that's brought in is with a view to staying within the business as we grow for years to come. Okay. And with that being, uh, moving into 2020, will tech for good still be something that is maybe not at the heart of everything that you go out to do, but underlies the kind of places you want to be working, the kind of things that you want to be doing? I, I mean, for, for me, absolutely. I, um, you know, I, I think that the tech for good bleeds into the private sector as well as the public. Mm. Um, there are lots of organisations that have that agenda sitting as part of their strategy. Um, and we will be we will be no different. Um, I think the interesting bit for us is the I guess the pull from the private sector to take some of the learning from the public sector and to and to share that a little bit wider. That's what's driving some of our motivation. Uh, you know the people that we've hired are hired with different values in mind, and they absolutely won't change. But I think, um, you know, casting the net a little bit is a, is a smart move in the current market. We are, after all, a commercial entity. 100%. And I think the, the actual tech for good, you know, the, the association runs through our business. It's kind of what we're seen to stand for, what we're known for, what the brand itself is built on. It's not a coincidence that, um, in loose terms, a number of competitors are standing up taking notice of and trying to adopt something very similar to us. 
You know, um, I'm quite proud of that. The fact that we're seen to be pioneers out there in the industry. Cool. All right. Before we round this up, because I'm sure we could really just sit and wax lyrical about different all day. If you could sum up 2019 in three words, Steve, what would those three words be? Um, <laughs> oh, come back to me. Okay. Uh, if you could sum up what you hope for 2020 in three words, what would they be? Rach? Uh, sum up 2020 in three words. I mean, tech for good would be an obvious statement, but, you know, that's almost too much of a play on words. Um, I think it has to be something along the lines of, you know, giving back and working together. Um, this isn't quite the three words, uh, but, but in, way of, uh, in way of that, um, it, it needs to be uh, a focused and targeted, you know, more of the same. I know that's four words, so I've slipped an extra in there. More of the same. That's loads of words. And then no, that's not. More of the same is four words. I was stopped trying to think of three. Okay, um, first word that springs to mind is, is exciting, because it will be. It always has been. And it well, I could have done yours. Right. I've done you yours, because so my yeah. three words were, it's been fun uh, for 2019. <laughs> But I struggled when I thought I was going to get the same bloody question. And then, of course, I get... get yeah, you've got the easier question to be fair. Oh, because you can look forward. And I, and I was kind of looking back. Um, I'm, I'm going to do 2020. 2020 is uh, exciting. Um, I lost the other two words. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got, you've, well, we haven't really answered your question. One has gone with four and one has gone with one. So sorry about that, Joe. It's all good. I think anybody who's been listening will get a, a good sense of what has been and what is to come for difference. So thank you very much, guys. It's been good. Brilliant. Thank Thanks, Joe.